Canada easing some travel rules today. And here with what we need to know is Canada's travel guy. Here's Jim Byers, who joins us once again on Global News Radio. Jim, good afternoon. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Happy Tuesday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate the reminder. Uh, starting uh, today on this Tuesday, uh, what has changed when it comes to uh, travel rules in the country? Well, as of uh, August 9th, Canada began allowing you know fully vaccinated Canadians to come in uh, to the country um, and Americans without uh, having to be uh, mandatory quarantine. That is now allowable as of midnight last night. Uh, for international travelers as well. So if somebody's coming from England or Brazil or what have you, um, and they have had, uh, they are fully vaccinated uh, within the last, uh, I think it's 14 days uh, for your last vaccine. There's a number of other rules. Uh, it has to be an approved vaccine, of course, approved by Health Canada, which is you know Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca sort of thing, uh, Johnson & Johnson. Uh, and then you have to have testing, of course, you have to be tested within 72 hours of your scheduled departure. It has to be a, uh, a full uh, a PCR test, not a um, uh, not the at rapid antigen test, but the full test. Um, and there's a number of other requirements. You have to be able to show that you, know, you can quarantine if you need to. You're supposed to be asymptomatic. There's a few other rules. You've got to fill out this Arrive Can app, which I had to do last week before I came back from a trip to Switzerland. So there are a number of rules that, that are in place for this. Um, but yes, the main thing is, is for people coming in now internationally is that there's no required quarantine and there's no required testing upon arrival. There's random testing, but there's a pretty good chance you'll just sail through the airport. All right. And just how welcomed is this news that international travelers can once again come to Canada and with a positive test to be able to go out and uh, spend their money on uh, hospitality? I mean, this is obviously huge news, I would think, for the tourism industry. It's big for the tourism industry. I, I think the one caveat I, I would add here is that when the U.S. border opened uh, roughly a month ago, there really wasn't that big an increase in people. I saw the, the mayor of Niagara Falls was interviewed saying, you know, this is nice, it's good, but it's it's not what we were hoping for. Um, I'm thinking that with, you know, as many uh, Canadians as have uh, families and friends all around the world, that we're probably going to see more you know, family and friends tourism, uh, people coming in the next couple of days. Then we are people saying, hey, let's go and, and see the fall colors of Ontario or, or taking a play at, the, you know, taking a ball game at the Rogers Centre, that sort of thing. I think a lot of people are still a little bit hesitant. Maybe they're not sure what's open in Canada, what, you know, the COVID situation is. So I don't think we're going to see, you know, plane loads of people coming in from uh, Madrid and Manchester to uh, to uh, see the sites of Montreal or, or Vancouver or Newfoundland. But I think we will see a lot of a lot of family and friends yeah is that because whether it's the land border or now this uh do you believe jim it's uh, because there's just so many hoops to jump through i mean obviously those hoops are there for uh, public uh, safety we want to do sure. as best a job as we can to keep everybody uh, safe from the uh, virus but uh, is that the feeling whether it's americans crossing over the land border or now this I think some people it it is a hassle. It depends on how good you are with the internet. I didn't have too bad a problem. I had a I had a test while I was in Switzerland. I was covering an, an Air Canada event, so Air Canada was nice enough to uh, to take care of that. But we had a, a nurse back in Toronto who was you know instructing me on how to do all of the testing. Um, I had to fill out a, uh, a, a the Arrive Can app. I had to show my proof of vaccination, make sure I had copies of that, make sure I had copies of the test. Um, so you know it, it's not an easy thing to do, but I didn't find it all that time consuming. I guess if somebody is, you know, a, a little older and maybe they're not terribly computer savvy, I could certainly see that that all those hoops, as you mentioned, would, would throw people off and they would just throw up their hands and think, ah, I can't be bothered. 
Yeah, tell us about your experience a little more in depth, if you could, uh, Jim, since you've recently uh, traveled yeah. and so many people are still thinking about, dreaming about traveling, getting on an airplane uh, <laughs> once again. Uh, just what was it like uh, kind of coming and going, uh, going through Pearson? It really was not big a deal. I mean, going, um, we were nice enough. We were, it was an Air Canada's event, as I mentioned. It was a travel agents race that they had in, in Basel, Switzerland. So, you know, we did have access to the lounge in, in Toronto. So that was nice. The plane was pretty full. I did sit at the back because I always like to sit at the back in the hopes that nobody wants to sit in the in the middle seat in the back. So uh, it did work going over there. I had an empty seat next to me. So that was nice. It was pretty much business as usual leaving. Uh, but of course, coming back in is is where the, uh, the difficult can be and where it's a little bit more complicated. I did have to fill out a, a, a contact tracing form for Switzerland and a health form. And I did have to show my proof of vaccination, but that was just a, you know, a printout from the internet. So that was not a big deal. But coming back, yeah, I had to have the positive, had to have the negative test within 72 hours of my flight, had to uh, show my proof of vaccination from earlier this year, um, and had to have the ArriveCan app um, uh, filled out, which was not terribly complicated, but you know, your name, date of birth, what flight you're coming in on, all that sort of thing. I got to Pearson. Uh, again, I was at the back of the plane. What they've been doing uh, lately is letting people off slowly so that they don't overrun the customs hall with lots of people. Uh, right. It's not the usual. I think uh, last time yeah, most people were on a plane, uh, Jim, they remember, of course, uh, disembark. And as soon as that plane uh, hits the tarmac, yeah. everybody's up out of their seats and there's a mad rush. That's yeah. not going on any longer. No, no, they're doing it by rows. So it was like, you know, rows one to four, five to nine, that sort of thing, and all the way back. So probably took me about a half an hour to get off the plane. Um, but, you know, it meant that the customs hall wasn't that crowded. And it was going to take me time if I did go into the customs hall. I just would have been standing around waiting. So to me, it was better to sit on a, 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 a an emptying plane than to go into a full customs hall with people from, you know, all over the world. So I thought that was a pretty good way to do it. Um, I went in. There was a, a normal kind of lineup, I would say, at, at the regular customs. Customs. I happen to have one of these Nexus passes because it's only a few bucks a year and it, it gets you a little uh, preferential treatment. It was literally nobody in line. I mean, I went through customs in maybe 25 or 30 seconds. It was quite remarkable. Um, I did have to wait half an hour for my luggage, unfortunately. Um, and the only other mix up that I really would have that I would say uh, uh, was that for some reason, and maybe it was just there's random testing, but they did put a little tag on the back of my passport that indicated that I was supposed to undergo a, a test upon arrival. Uh, I got to the little testing area and showed them my vaccination proof, showed them my negative test result from within 72 hours, and they just weighed me through. They said, oh, don't worry about it. Just go on home. All right. 30 minutes for your luggage. Nice to know some things don't change. Uh, <laughs> that has not changed. Yeah, no. uh, tell us a bit more, if you could, about the ArriveCan app, because I've heard mixed reviews about that. Uh, some people find no problems whatsoever. Others are calling it cumbersome. I, 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 didn't, I honestly didn't find it cumbersome. I, I, th I thought it was fairly straightforward. You know, I'm not I'm not a tech genius by any stretch of the imagination. I'm pretty good, but um, you know, compared to my kids, I'm I'm pretty hopeless. But um, I'm not bad at it. I did not find any problem whatsoever. I don't know what anybody would find that's that's cumbersome. I think some of the issues could be um, maybe if you're not used to taking like screen grabs or or things like that that uh, showing your phone or these QR codes that may be unfamiliar to some people. But I've seen a lot of them at restaurants and, and other parts of the world uh, the last few months. So I must admit, I did I did not find the ArriveCan app to be even remotely confusing. So maybe I'm not the best person to ask because I didn't have a problem. Okay. And uh, let me ask you about your experience in Switzerland as well with proof of vaccination. Did you have that on your phone and you just had to show that every time you went to say a restaurant? 
Uh, no, we did not, not, not have to. Uh, for Switzerland, you have to have proof of vaccination to get into the country. Once okay. you're there, they don't have a vaccine passport plan in place. Um, they, you know, everybody, they don't have a, a, re, a terribly high vaccination rate. I think it's in the low 50 uh, percent range. But, you know, the health people that I spoke with and the ordinary citizens that I spoke with all said, that's because you know, we've got a really good healthcare system. We were never overwhelmed the way they were perhaps in, in, in some other countries of the world. So people never really felt that it was all that bad and therefore didn't really feel the need that they had to go out and get vaccinated. But it was pretty much uh, normal. There were mask requirements on the on the tram and in the airport, um, and uh, as you went into a restaurant. But obviously, when you were eating and and, and dining and, and the whole bit, uh, there was no requirement. Um, so I, it really was. It was a lot like being at home. Um, of course, Switzerland is a beautiful country, so that was that was that was a little bit different. And uh, it's a tremendous destination that I really enjoy. So uh, it was a great trip. It really was very little hassle to go there. Um, I can't speak for every other country in the world. I know there are. Some countries now that are certainly increasing their rules for American travelers. I haven't heard of this happening just yet for Canadian travelers, but that could happen at some point down the road. Yeah, just finally, the easing of these travel restrictions for our country starting today for international travelers, uh, Jim. This, of course, uh, comes as we're seeing a rise in cases and we're here in the midst of the uh, fourth wave. Do we know what officials are saying about that and about uh, easing these uh, restrictions and these uh, rules at this time? I mean, you know, in hindsight, you might look back and think, well, maybe this wasn't the, the, the best time to do it. I have seen a few health experts saying, well, you know, it would have been better maybe if we hadn't uh, made the rule when we did. But at the time, you know, things were in, in better shape than they are now. Um, I think one of the things that, that really stands out to me that I've been looking at the last uh, couple hours is the positivity rates and the, the positivity rates for travelers coming into Canada between, I think, August 9th and 26th was 0.19%. The positivity rate over Labor Day weekend in Ontario was about 3.5%. So more than 10 times higher, I think maybe even 15 times higher. I'm not sure of the math. But the positivity rate for people traveling uh, on planes and coming into Canada has been extremely low. Um, so I think that might give some people thought to think, okay, um, you know, the numbers are climbing, the COVID numbers, uh, case numbers are climbing, but at least in Ontario and some other provinces, I don't think the ICU numbers are out of control. And I think that maybe that bodes well, and we may be able to get through a, a fairly normal fall. All right, Jim, really appreciate this as always. Good to chat. No worries. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. There goes Canada's travel guy, Jim Byers with us. And we're back after this break on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink. <laughs> 